This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans, to another episode of the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha. Hello. And David. Hey, everybody. And uh, we got a fun show uh, for you tonight. I mean, kind of, there's still not a lot of news. Uh, we may, David, did you have any news you wanted to talk about tonight? I, I'm really not aware of much going on this week. It's we're kind of coming up on Thanksgiving and everything's just kind of dead. Nothing uh, significant jumped out to me except that like, I think today they announced that Wonder Woman 84 is going to be uh, on HBO Max and in theaters on Christmas Day. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they were saying earlier this week, they were saying that they were looking at a hybrid release. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess today they, they confirmed that, that they're going yeah, to use it. That's to push super HBO. interesting. And I really like that they are going to take that like, route because it's 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 different hybrid re release i want to i'm really excited to see how that does yeah and what that means because random completely out of nowhere things like that can completely change the way that we see movies like out of nowhere like this could be the biggest success in years and all of a sudden studios realize that there's something to gain from doing a hybrid hybrid release and all of a sudden, we're getting big hybrid releases, and we're able to see things on like streaming services. Like we're gonna be like getting and, and like Black Widow hybrid release or something like that. Or even once the pandemic is over, I could see that sort of being a thing that maybe studios start leaning towards. Yeah, um, I'm still very skeptical. I, I, I personally, I think it's going to lose a lot of money. Sadly, yeah. Um, that that's unfortunate. The first movie is really good. I hope this one's just as good. Uh, mm -hmm. I do think it's going to wind up losing a lot of money. Yeah, but I agree. Probably. What I do think could happen is that we could see movies developed specifically for this model. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. We could see movies that don't have the monstrous budgets. That mm -hmm. you know that they can do this way and, st and still make money back. I mean, Bill and Ted did a hybrid release, um, right? And of course, you know it, it ultimately didn't do all that well, but it sold a lot. I and mean, they sold a lot of digital copies. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's um, you know, of course, they want to use this to drive traffic to HBO. You know, to HBO. What is it? HBO Max. Max. Max yeah. uh, so. If they pick up enough subscriptions, then it might be worth it in the end. But mm. it's just, you have to wonder how many people are going to go grab it for a month. Right. So my my real question, the real thing that I think is happening, I think what makes what you're talking about a viable model, David, is mm -hmm. eventually if the streaming services go, look, we can't drop something... You know, I mean, obviously, once Disney Plus gets really rolling, this the only reason Disney Plus isn't rolling right now is because of COVID. 
eventually they're going to be putting out enough Star Wars and Marvel material mm-hmm. on Disney Plus to hold an audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But across the board, Netflix, um, Prime works a little different, so you don't see it with Prime, but uh, Netflix and um, oh, what are the other ones? Uh, other stra- other Hulu and some of these other platforms, mm-hmm. what people are doing is, of course, they go get a subscription for a month, they watch it, and then they leave. And so... They do get a boost, but it immediately, the next month, they have a big drop-off unless mm-hmm. they have another big thing. So at what point do the streaming services get tired of fighting that constant battle and make you sign a one-year subscription? Mm-hmm. Or even offer well, you a discount to sign a one-year subscription? Uh, I could see that. You know, um, if they can knock $2 a month mm-hmm. off and say if you pay for it for the year... You, you know, save 12 bucks or however much, mm-hmm. you know. But I, at some point, I think to see things go to, to see big budget hybrid releases work, I think that they can't keep doing this up and down, up and down, up and down thing that they're doing with subscribers. And they've got to find some way to fix that. And really the yeah. only way to do that is to lock them is in. to lock them in for a year. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they can't say sign up for a year and get these, you know, here's the perks you're going to get for signing up for a full year. Right. But, um, and they may do it that way at first where it's not a, well, you have to have it for a year, but if you do it for a year, you get some perks. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, a lot of people cut cable because they didn't like being tied down to it. But I think, like you said, if they can kind of add in, like, you know, and you get whatever, something extra, you know, for signing on for a year, then it's not like this is your only option. You can still do it month by month if you really want to, but look at all the, you know, or you get stranger things if you, <laughs> you know, or yeah. whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that if they really wanted to do it, they could give yearly subscribers episodes a day early. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it being maybe like a tier thing. Yeah. Um, and that's been, I've, I know that there have been like tiers of like Netflix and stuff before. Like, 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 but it's, it's usually small stuff. It's like, oh, pay $15 instead of 12 or whatever. And you get HD. Uh, but I could see it becoming a, like, like almost a cable package. It's like, Instead of like, well, with this package, you get these channels. And with this package, you get these channels. It could be this package, you get this amount of TV shows. And with this package, you get this amount of TV shows. And these are the shows you get. Right. And then you're right back at cable service. Yeah, just cable. Yeah. So I don't know what the right answer. I mean, obviously, like, I don't know about you because you've never really had to pay a cable company, but. I don't. I, I do not want to see streaming services just become no. the new cable service. Absolutely, they're they're as close to that right now as I want them to get. Right now, I can still pick the ones I want. You know, I don't have to have them if I don't want them. But um, if they if they're not careful doing what you're talking about with tears, then they wind up being the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but there are some. I do see some problems with the hybrid release model. Um, I think that that is mostly right now an attempt to maximize profit. 
because they know mm-hmm. there are so many people that one aren't going to go to a theater right now, mm-hmm. and two, there's a lot of people that just don't have access to a theater right now. Right. Well, yeah. and I also, mean because the, the the Regal brand, I mean that was that's really it's not just Regal. I forget the others, but that's like three or four major chains that are all under that one umbrella that are all just shut down right now. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm I'm kind of curious as to why they're not gonna push it back. Um I really I will be stunned if Marvel goes to this they might go to a hybrid model but I don't see them backing out of the theater releases. Yeah. But I, to me right mm. now, the hybrid model is, uh, in, in, is admitting like that you've just got to go ahead and put it out. Like it's, it's sort of admitting failure. It's like, we, we know we're not going to make the big bucks on this. So we're just going to, this is a way to just maximize it's a way to make something. It's a way to make something. Yeah. It's a way to minimize the loss. But I think you're right. And unfortunately, it's, an, I just, I feel like every movie that takes that much of a loss is just like another blow to the industry right now that it just can't afford. Right. But anyway, I really don't think we had any other news other than the Wonder Woman. I mean, we'll definitely watch it. I, I'm not real excited about having to sign up for HBO Max to do it, but. They've got a couple of other things I've been wanting to watch, so I'll probably take advantage of that and get on and watch that, catch up on the other things I want to watch. But at this point, I don't have any interest in maintaining an HBO Max subscription. I mean, we we own, what, 500 movies digitally? We don't need an HBO Max subscription. In lieu of news and just for time constraints, this is our only episode we're recording this week. But we had a couple things. If you listened to last week's episode, you you heard us mention these, that we were going to be doing this tonight or on this episode. We started off having this conversation about Nathan Fillion in Star Wars Mm -hmm. or in Marvel. Um, That was a question from Backyard TARDIS. And so we kind of got into that and we... we, um, it kind of spawned these new questions of who do we want to see in Star Wars and who do we want to see in the MCU? Mm-hmm. Uh, what actors and, and like in and maybe even who they would play. And mm-hmm. um, I think David had some additional thoughts about Nathan Fillion. We'll open up with that. Oh yeah. So, so last week it just kind of, uh, you know, the question me and Marisha didn't know the questions uh, until, until the show. So, um, or well, at least I didn't. And so I didn't have much time to think about it. But I've been thinking about this Nathan Fillion thing all week. And I, I think we had a good discussion. We threw out a couple names. But I felt like they were the names that I've seen thrown a lot, around a lot. And I kind of wanted to put my comic book knowledge to the test and really find a character that I think would be great um, and different that hasn't been thrown out there yet. And it reminded me that... Uh, I, well, I was reminded that I recently tweeted that Nathan Fillion, to me, kind of looks like an older Tom Holland. Like, I could imagine Tom Holland growing up to kind of look like Nathan Fillion. Um, And so, I was like, what if Nathan Fillion played the MCU Uncle Ben? 
But, of course, Uncle Ben's, you know, dead. So, let me make it better. I want to see, in some sort of live-action Spider-Verse movie, which we might be getting with this next one, I want to see them bring in the version of Spider-Man that is Uncle Ben, who got bit by the spider. Oh, wow. So it's Nathan Fillion as Uncle Ben as Spider-Man. And also I say this because my first thought was, well, let's bring in a, a future Spider-Man, a future Tom Holland Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's Nathan Fillion. But he's like literally like however old Nathan Fillion is. And I thought that'd be really funny. Almost like the uh, the, the, the older Spider-Man we got in, in Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Um, I thought that'd be a lot of fun. But then I thought, you know. Tobey Maguire is going to kind of fill that role if we get a movie like that, if we really do get this Spider-Verse live action movie. Right. And so I was like, you know what? Let's have a flashback. Nathan Fillion is Uncle Ben. Um, we can finally see that because Jesus Christ, the MCU needs to at least say his name, like say the name Ben. Right. It, makes me, it's, it's, it frustrates me so much because they're obviously trying so hard not to have Uncle Ben um, just to be different. Right. And then but then let's have Doctor Strange go throughout the multiverse and one of the Spider Men that, that shows up is is it's Uncle Ben Spider Man and, and Tom is you know, Peter's like Uncle Ben, but it's Spider Man. But it's Uncle Ben who got bit by the spider instead. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and I think Nathan Fillion would be would be great as that. I would just I'd love to see that. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think that there is a uh like negative ch- percent <laughs> chance that we would even get um, that we were even going to see Uncle Ben at this point. But uh, I think that'd be awesome. And I think it'd be a bit of a different thing. It was a different name than the stuff that we saw thrown around yeah. and talked about last week. So no, that would, that would definitely be an interesting one to do with him. Um, you know, I, I think that there are, are a, a number of, of people that Nathan Fillion could play. Um, but that one's, that one's interesting because that's not one that you're not going to go anywhere else and hear that one. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, but I think for our timeline, I, I think the timeline that we're in, in the MCU with Spider-Man, I do think he would have made an interesting uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Sort, sort of, the, sort of in the same way that they've taken Aunt May and made her younger than the typical, you know, um, description of Aunt May, and she's, you know, a very different Aunt May than what we're used to. She's funny, and she's, um, you know, well, she's like a young, you know, cool aunt. Uh, I could see Nathan Fillion playing the young, cool uncle. Well, relatively, relatively young, cool uncle. Right. Um, who is not as young or as cool as he thinks he is. <laughs> who is not as young or as cool as he thinks he is, but he used to be. Right. Uh, you know, but he's charming and he's funny and sarcastic and witty and, mm-hmm. and very diff, but still very full of like knowledge and wisdom and stuff that he can impart to Peter. I think that'd be, I think that'd be great. Cool. Marisha, did you have any other thoughts about what they could do with Nathan Fillion? I mean, honestly, my comic book knowledge is just so limited like me coming up with an answer is just solely me getting on Google and being like comic book characters, handsome comic book characters, funny comic book characters. So no, <laughs> I really don't have a, a, a good solution, but I do like, I have to say, I do really like the, the uncle Ben angle because um, 
like you said, they've really tried to distance themselves from Uncle Ben because, you know, we already made two movies about that. But it would be Mm -hmm. really fun to see them actually address it and do something a little different. So they could do Nathan Fillion as Galactus, right? (laughs) Why not? Or the Silver Silver Surfer. Surfer. You know, a younger Nathan Fillion would have been a great human torch. Mm. I agree. I think Nathan Fillion would have been a really interesting version of Reed Richards. Uh, Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. is, is an actor, I think, that you could like take any character and he could portray it and he would just be an interesting interpretation of that character. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, I can imagine, like, Iron Man. I, oh, yeah, he could be Iron Man. He'd be a very different Iron Man than what I'm used to, but I could see him as that. Mm-hmm. He'd be a very Nathan Fillion Iron Man. Uh, Captain America, a very Nathan Fillion-esque Captain America. They would all just be, like, uh, you know, roguish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would right. be a bit more roguish than usual. Right. All right. So kind of where that conversation led was to us leaving that off by saying, next week come back with your list of five people that you would like to see take on a role in the MCU and five people you'd like to see take on a role in Star Wars. So um, I'm really not sure what the best way to do this because we don't want to get into a two-hour episode here. Right. I think the thing is, is let's just start with Star Wars and uh, let's just let everybody do their do their list. So okay. Marisha, you want to go first or David, you want to go first? Why don't you let David go first? All right, David, who you got? All right, I'll just quickly run it off. Um, this list I'm actually pretty confident in. I think this would be great additions and would fit the Star Wars tone and universe. I'd love to see uh, Zac Efron, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, James McAvoy, and then this is the this is the different one. This is the weird one, but for some reason it just came to mind. Um, I'd really like to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix in a Star Wars movie. I mean, he'd be a great Sith Lord. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be great. Oh. I'd love to see different things. Jeez, yeah. I don't know something about that. I just I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, those but are Zach Efron, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, and James McAvoy are like my it, like one hundred percent locked in. I need to see them in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, those are all great choices, and that was kind of the thing. Like, I could have easily written the list of forty actors mm-hmm. that I wanted to mm-hmm. see in Star Wars, and that's what I had to came to grips with real fast. Was like, I got too many. I'm just going to try to pick five that I don't think everybody else is going to name. Mm-hmm. Uh, of any of those, do you have a character or a character type in mind for those actors? Um, Zac Efron, I could really see. Yes playing like a like a um you know hothead like type character but i actually think that zach efron has more acting range than he probably gets credit for mm-hmm. and i would love to see him as like a leading man luke archetype type character um i could imagine in a world where star wars was made today I could imagine Zac Efron playing Luke Skywalker. And that's a bold statement. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one of those, like, he he definitely kind of popped up as as I was kind of going through. Mm -hmm. Um, He really popped up more kind of on the Marvel side of things for me with this. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely one that I think has really become a really, really good actor. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I agree. And I think uh, he kind of suffers a little bit from, he hasn't had that like just killer role yet. Yeah. Like, so he kind of gets stuck in the wall. And he, the, you know, you say Zach Efron, you go to the one from the Disney yeah, uh, movies. It's like, yeah. So I think that for Zach Efron, it's a matter of having that one role. Yeah. Like once well, he gets, seen, once um, he gets that role, he's going to be one of the biggest names out there. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Violent, or so, whatever that the the, the um, Ted Bundy movie on Netflix? No, it is not great. Um, it's like average movie, but Zach Efron's performance is top tier as Ted Bundy. That's the movie that made me completely like, and I already liked him at that point, but I completely snapped into like, this guy could be an Oscar worthy actor. I really do think it was. And if that movie would have been in theaters and not Netflix, I think that would be his big breakout role. I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, like I would at least watch 30 minutes to see how good Zac Efron is in that movie. Cause he's incredible. But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and then Carl Urban, um, you know, bounty hunter, rogue, yeah. props his feet up in a mm-hmm. uh, in a cantina, and you know, I think that'd be awesome. Although he also does ridiculously earnest very well. Mm-hmm. I, the thing is, is he of of the ones you named, Carl Carl Urban can just slip into any role he wants. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. the guy 100 percent uh, just a killer killer actor. Um, of the ones you named, he's the one that I, that's not on my list that I'm like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like the sooner, uh, the sooner Carl Urban is in star Wars, the better now Carl Urban. I, it wasn't Carl Urban, but there were several that I was like, Oh, this person needs to be in star Wars. And I go, wait, he, he actually was already in star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I had that with mm-hmm. I had that with Marvel a couple. Of um, times. I was like Donald Glover in Star Wars. I was like Donald Glover is freaking Lando Calrissian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then funny. Donald Glover in Marvel. It's like, well, he's technically already in Marvel too. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's um, although they need well, to like Simon Pegg. Now Simon Pegg is technically in Star Wars, but he is wearing a giant right. prosthetic. Well, which just puts oh, him in the category of people who have played 40 characters in Star Wars. He could still play a face character. That's true. He, he was Unkar Plunt. He was oh. the uh, the guy who owned the, I'll give you a half credit for that, Star right. Affair okay. in, in See, Force Awakens. Sounded a little more like Akbar, but. <laughs> now that you mention it. Right, yeah, no, now it's all coming back to me. But of course, I'm making this list and I'm just like, Simon Pegg would be awesome. I want to see his face. Yes, but I but agree. done that, but he could, he's still, yeah. Okay, cool. No, Simon Pegg would be awesome in a Star Wars movie. I'll replace him with Christian Bale on my list. Mm-hmm. So, is it acceptable to just name off the cast of Firefly for both of these lists? I mean, I mean like, I seriously, I was like, no, I can't pick all of the Firefly actors. <laughs> Well, let's see which one you did pick to see if I have the same one. Okay. Uh, For Star Wars? Are you done, David? I'm done. Okay. All right. So um, Gina Torres was was my, uh, like, of of all of the characters from Firefly that I think most, I, I, I want to see in Star Wars the most, Gina Torres and Nathan Fillion. But yeah. 
man, Gina Torres is another one who's just not quite gotten that breakout um, movie role. You know, well, she can play just a really great serious role. She can also just play the just straight up badass. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, kind of the thing is it's like you know just like thinking of like female actors who like I feel like could be like a she, she could be a Jedi she could be Imperial she could be trouble <laughs> you know just sort of like lurking like oh I don't know who I would want her to play but she was on my list too but mm-hmm. I'm gonna substitute her with somebody else here okay but, so who else just all right let's so your list all right so my list um. So I started making my list, and I was like, "All of these are men. I should at least like." And remember, be a- bonus points if you've got uh, if you know who you want them to play, or just or even a type. A, even a type. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if y'all if y'all missed this, but there was some talk a couple of weeks ago that Jessica Jessica Henwick, who was Colleen Wing and um, oh mm-hmm. Iron yeah, Fist, was actually like Fist. one of the last three contenders for the role of Ray. Yep. Um, really? And I feel like Daisy Ridley did like a great job. I wasn't one of those people who were just super furious that she didn't get it. However, it got me thinking, I would like to see her do something else in Star Wars. She's yeah. another one that I feel like um, is more versatile than, than you know, you, you think of her, you're like, oh, you know, she's tough. But like she, she really does have a lot of range. And so I would really like to see her in Star Wars do something you know, again, um, the first thing that comes to mind is like, oh, Jedi, but she could also be like a pretty intimidating Sith, I think. You know, we've seen some pretty, not in live mm-hmm. action, but in video games and, and things, we've seen some um, some female Sith or a Night Sister. Ooh, that could be fun. Um, so, um, like, I really want to see Zachary Levi in Star Wars. I just. I just get a big kick out of him and I think he's hilarious and I think he's just great and he needs to be, I think he just needs to be Dash Rendar. Like that's, that's the, what he's been lobbying for and I would be all down for that. All right. So that's three. Okay. So again, this is my list that had like 20 names on it. So like now I'm like trying to whittle it down on the fly. Um, Okay. So another name that was thrown out for a Star Wars movie that wound up not panning out and I was so sad was Matt Smith. And Matt Smith oh, yeah. never was never one. I was like, oh, I have to see him in Star Wars until they started talking about it. And the more they talked about it, the more excited I got. And then pff, nothing. Mm-hmm. So now I want to see Matt Smith in Star Wars. And I want to see him be a straight up Sith Lord. That's what I want to see. You think Matt Smith is a Sith Lord? I want to see Matt Smith as a Sith Lord, yeah. Um, and so that, okay, so that's four. So, um, the other one that, and, and this, and this is, I'm not the first person who's kind of brought this up, but I would love to see Kate Blanchett in Star Wars. She is just so, she's so great. And, um. I would like to see her in Star Wars and I want to see her I want to see her be something scary. Like she can be imperial or she can be she can be like some kind of villain or something but like I want to see Kate Blanchett be full on like the uh the dark queen Chiss. that she threatened to be Chiss, yes. 
Yeah. I want to see her be that character that she sort of threatened that she could turn into in uh, Lord of the Rings. Like, you know, watch your step or mm-hmm. else I turn into this. That's who I want to see her be in Star Wars. So I think that's my list. Yeah. I had to leave out some some that I liked. Yeah. My my uh my my like um alternative names is now I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh maybe I should have put them on the list. Mm. It's, it's 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 it was difficult to make, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot and, and like I said, I kinda went for people that I I didn't think y'all would include, but uh Marisha actually had two of the same names. I, I guess we talked to each other too much. Um, this is the one that hurt me to leave off my list. That's the one that hurt my feelings. Oh, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Anthony Mackie would be a lot of fun in, in a Star Wars. Oh show. my gosh, yes, He'd be great. Uh, he would. I can only imagine how disruptive he would be on stage <laughs> on a Star Wars film. Yeah, knowing how disruptive yep. he apparently is mm-hmm. on on the MCU sets. But yeah, um, so I kind of rotated a couple off here. Um, hey. David, did you have Tom Holland on your list for Star Wars? He was on my short list. He he okay. Um, he, he didn't make my my top five, <laughs> but he was he's literally right under it. Okay, in my in my alternatives. All right. Well, I am going to put him on my list because I'm rolling Zach Levi off, just so we're not naming the same people. <laughs> um, so my list, just running my list off here, is I've got Tom Holland. Nick Frost, Sam Witwer, Stephen mm. Ewan, and Zoe oh. Saldana. Oh, that's awesome! And and those are all people that I'm just like, you know, they can literally. I mean, Sam Witwer is the obvious one. Yes, because right. because it's like he's done so much with Star Wars. He's been such a great ambassador for Star Wars, and it's like. Give that man a freaking face roll in a Star Wars movie. He deserves movie already. it. Absolutely. Yeah, he was like, actually on my list too. I don't care if it's one of the characters he's already portrayed. I still think he would make an amazing Revan. Yeah. I agree. Um, in fact, that's the one I'm all in on is seeing him play Revan because mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting Starkiller in live action Star Wars. And I don't. And, and he's been pretty vocal that he doesn't really think it's that kind of role anyway. Right. So, yeah, I, I've been on board for a while for Sam Whitworth as Revan. And, and there are some other great names that get thrown around for Revan, but he can definitely pull it off. And furthermore, he deserves a chance to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of them, Nick Frost, I can see him playing a just a whole host of different types of characters. And they're all trouble. And they're all a little <laughs> bit of trouble, yeah. Um. A little, they're all a little unpredictable. You know, when, you know, kind of looking at this now and the kind of roles that we're seeing and with the Jedi are going to, you know, hopefully leaving this era behind where the thing is, is all of Star Wars movies have been told in this era where, you know, except for the prequels, you know, there's six movies of the nine that are told in an era where the Jedi really don't exist. Right. And hopefully we're leaving that behind to an extent and we're going to see the Jedi come back or we're going back to the old Republic when the, the golden age of the Jedi and we're going to see a lot more. And, and people like Zoe Saldana, I think really could fill roles in that very, very nicely. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think the thing about my list, especially with Saldana, you and and Tom Holland, is you've got three very versatile actors. I can see Tom Holland playing everything from a Jedi to you know he could do the Jedi. He could also be just a rogue. He could pull off the Han Solo role very you know that type of character really well. He would also be a really That'd fun be one very, to very voice fun to see. a droid. A droid, yes. Um, but, um, That'd be awesome. but yeah, I had, I had Zach Levi and Gina Torres on my list as well, but I, I, I rolled Gina Torres off for Zoe Saldana and, mm-hmm. uh, Zach Levi off for Tom Holland. But, um, yeah, that's my Star Wars list. So let's, uh, does anybody have any more thoughts just now that everybody's list kind of out there? But, um, I'd love to see Sean Bean, Daniel Craig. I know he was a stormtrooper, but like, I think Daniel Craig would be great. I had the um, same thought about Sean Bean. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see Sean Bean. Oh, and uh, has Sigourney Weaver been in a Star Wars movie? Nope. Mm. Put that woman in a Star Wars movie. Yeah, there are a few people kind of really from that era of film, of blockbuster, that's like, yeah, there's a few of them you could still bring over here and do a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, there's mm-hmm. kind of that whole generation of actors that kind of got missed because we went so long without a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you had all these actors from the eight that got big in the eighties and early nineties that kind of missed the window. Yeah. Um, Will Smith. I mean, seriously. I, I mean, if you had been made, if you had made a Star Wars movie in nineteen ninety four, Will Smith's probably mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, th- there's a, a lot of people like that, that, mm-hmm. uh, if you kind of looked back and went, if you were going to cast, I mean, you got those and you had some of them that kind of made it in there in the late, the late eighties, uh, with people like Sam Jackson making it, making it into a star Wars movie and almost, mm-hmm. almost willing himself into a star Wars movie. <laughs> but, and, and willing himself a purple lightsaber oh, into yeah. the, into the mix. <laughs> All right, so let's switch it over to Marvel. Our five characters that are five actors that we want to see take on a role in Marvel, and I'm I'm almost certain we're gonna have some overlap here, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Uh, Marisha, do you want to go first on the Marvel? I can go first on the Marvel. Okay, so like we've got to see Nathan Fillion in Marvel, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's how this conversation started. Yeah, it is. So I, don't... I, I didn't put him on my list for that very reason that we had already discussed him in such detail but if he's on your list that's fine all right um john krasinski again fairly obvious Mm -hmm. been widely discussed for a number of roles in in um marvel okay so this one is a little bit um a little bit of a wild card but the more i thought about it the more i liked it um jason david frank who has not ever done anything, any big movies, but actually is, I think, a much better actor than he gets credit for. I would at least like to see him get a screen test for a Marvel movie because he is legit fun. He's got great comedic timing and like the man has made, managed to make a career out of capitalizing on the popularity of freaking Power Rangers have you watched like the oh those uh, superpower beatdown? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen the ones that he did? I think I have. Yeah. Like, they're great. 
so anyway, like I said, I think I, I, I don't know for certain that he could hold it, but I would certainly love to see him get a shot at it because I mean, like legit, like he is a, an imp- really fun to watch fight. And it's, I always enjoy actually seeing, you know, that's why they cast Tom Holland, um, as Spider-Man, you know, cause he, he was, he was a gymnast and he could do all the things. So, um, so let's see. I have my last couple. I got to decide. I, I had more, of course, more people on my list that I could fit. So I think since I had Gina Torres on my other list, I think I'm going to um, mm-hmm. put um, Charlize Theron on mine. Cause I think she's just so great. And I want to see her come in and either play a spy or just a straight up villain. Um, and I think that leaves me with one more, and I want to see Sam Witwer in uh, Marvel too. Oh, sorry, not good. sorry. Sam Sam Witwer is on my list for yeah. this because he's mm-hmm. just he is too much fun. He's got his comedic timing is great, and he does like intensity well. You know, he's just and and he would just be great, great fun. He's a, he's a super. Um, versatile actor he really mm-hmm. like I, mean, I don't know if you guys i don't think you guys watch Dexter. he's he's in dexter and he plays with this like total creep like i've seen him do a lot of different things mm-hmm. i watched um, i watched you wouldn't even think mm-hmm. correlate so yeah i think he'd be great yeah to do anything i watched being human like 90 percent because he was fun to watch mm-hmm. the werewolf guy was kind of fun too whose name i can't remember but mostly because he was fun to watch uh, I think that's five for me. Okay. I like the wild card answers. I really do. Yeah, you got to pull out at least one or two wild card answers in there. Mm-hmm. David, what have you got? All right, this was this was a really difficult one for me. Um, ended up with a lot, so I'm gonna run through just like very quick. Not even talk about them again, but just my long list. I got Keanu Reeves, of course, Carb, and James McAvoy. Pedro Pascal, uh, Harrison Ford, Daisy, Daisy Ridley, Peter Dinklage, Steve Carell, Brandon Ralph, Emma Stone, Sigourney Weaver, Sean Bean, Stephen Yim. I'd love to see them all, but I didn't man- manage to narrow down to five that I really want to see that I think might not be on y'all's list. I looked at the obvious ones. I left out Zac Efron, who would, of course, be great at Human Torch, John Krasinski as um, Reed Richards, Emily Blunt as um, Invisible Woman, etc. Um but I uh, I got these other five that I think are going to be not really on those list. We already discussed this a little bit uh, before, but I would really love to see Daniel Radcliffe in a Marvel movie. Um, and I, I he's my choice for Wolverine. Um, just ever. The more I think about it, for some reason, it works for me so well. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew disagrees. I think we talked about that before. But just for some reason, this works for me. This could be dumb. This could be the worst thing ever. <laughs> it might happen, and it could be the worst thing ever, and I'd be ashamed of myself for ever saying it. But for some reason that I can't comprehend, I want to see Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine, and if not Wolverine, anybody. I think I, I think he'd be great. Um, I just I would love to see him. I really enjoy him as an actor. He is. You're right, Andrew. He is a weird actor. Um, he really is. Uh, after Harry Potter, I agree, but. Something about him really works for me, and I'm just drawn to it, and I want to see him in the MCU. 
Um, then again, I, and then I have Allison Bree, who, of course, we really all wanted as She-Hulk. Um, and that might not be happening. I, I don't remember what we heard about those She-Hulk casting rumors that maybe they were actually, like, confirmed to not be legit. I don't know. But even if Allison Brie doesn't play She-Hulk, I'd still love to see her in the MCU. She's an incredible actress. I'd love to see her write, direct, do anything for the MCU, honestly. Um, I think she's amazing. And then these are my three that I'm really happy with. Um, I really want Mark Hamill in an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my big one. And specifically, I want to see, I think he'd be a great uh, Doc Ock. Uh, I think he'd be different from the ones he'd gotten, but I think he'd be a super fun Dr. Octopus. Um, I think he'd, he'd really be able to do that relationship with Peter where before he goes crazy, he kind of gets close with Peter and has a relationship. But then, you know, um, that's why it's tragic whenever he does become Doc Ock. And mm-hmm. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Um, also, uh, this, this is something that I heard for this one. Um, the reason you want him to be Doc Ock is because you can't imagine him punching anybody else. You can't imagine him punching. But if he has big metal arms that are doing the punching for him, then it's believable. <laughs> um, and then my next one is Adam Driver. I, re- I think he's an incredible actor. To me, he carried those sequel movies yeah. on his back. Um, the poor man <laughs> is going to need physical therapy after that. Uh, he's an incredible actor, um, and not just in the Star Wars movies and everything he's done. Um, his performance in Logan Lucky, um, I don't know if y'all saw that movie, but it was hilarious and incredible and um, deserved an Oscar. Um, uh, he's an incredible actor, and yeah. he is actually, um, he would have been my choice. Uh, he would have been a great choice for Moon Knight, I think. I think he would have been a great Moon Knight. Um, I think he'd be great as a villain. I could see him as like a young Doctor Doom, uh, like a different Doctor Doom. Um, it's not my first choice for him, but I think he'd do a lot of different things. Uh, but I actually wrote down the Century. I don't know how much y'all know about the Century, but he is a super fascinating, uh, relatively recently created character. He was created in the early 2000s. Uh, super powerful, like as powerful as Superman. Um, but his thing is that he has a split personalities and his arch rival, uh, whose name I can't remember right now, is actually him. And it's this weird thing where whenever the, the Sentry doesn't just solve every problem in Marvel, because for every problem he solves, his his other half causes just as much pain and destruction somewhere else. Oh dear. That's kind of the cop out for not having the century solve every problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving this character justice by explaining him like this. It is a great story. The century's a great story and he's a great Marvel character. And Adam Driver would be incredible as that, I think. And then uh, my last one, this is the one that I am, and this came to me all of a sudden and I have to see this. I need to see Lena Headey. Uh, from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. uh, in a Marvel movie. She was, of course, um, Cersei. Um, I think that she would be an incredible villain. 
And I want to see her play Morgan Le Fay in Ooh. Marvel. Um, who, of course, you know, Morgan Le Fay from Ethereum Legend. She is actually a Marvel character, you know, which it's, I mean, it's, it's Morgan Le Fay. It's just more, literally the character is, hey, Arthurian legend is real and I'm still alive. Right. Uh, so, and she, she, she's become a pretty prominent big villain uh, against the Avengers. Not as big as someone like a Dr. Doom, but sort of up there. Um, I could see her being like a secondary villain in a movie, maybe, or even actually she's powerful enough to be a top tier villain. Mm-hmm. She just hasn't done as much, but I think Lena Headey would be super fun as, Morgan Le Fay, uh, or just any character like that. Or you know what, wild card. Let's have her play a superhero, a super uh, heroine. Um, I don't know who that could be. Nothing comes to mind right off the bat. You know, actually, now that I think about it, Marvel really does not have that many uh, female characters because we say we say She Hulk and we say Captain Marvel, and then we're kind of out of ideas, yeah, uh, aren't we? Um, so that's a sh- that's a shame, but um, uh, Scarlet, I, mean, I think she'd be a yeah. fun villain in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, once you've done Scarlet Witch, you know, you've done Black Widow, right? Here's the There's thing, like, though: oh. they've done Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, and every female character beyond that is going to have to stack up to that because they have yep. been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that if uh, Captain Marvel would have come before Black Widow, it would have been much. Um, it would have been much. It, w- it would have been better perceived. Received. Yeah, probably. Uh, but now, since Captain Marvel's being compared to Black Widow, it's like yeah. everything you can't live up to that. Got to measure up. Got to measure up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my list. Okay. Pedro Pascal is close up there. I love to see Pedro Pascal as a superhero. Yeah. I did think of that too. All right, so I'm I, I my list. I've got six people instead of five here. So I'm going to roll John Krasinski off because we all know that I want to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna because I've talked about that on a number of occasions. So I'm gonna start my list from there down, and I have Emily Blunt, uh, Ivan Strahovski mm, from Chuck from Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, who should have been Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Alan Tudyk, Giancarlo mm-hmm. Esposito, and John Hamm. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went heavy on the villains Ooh. because, Alan, uh, you know, Giancarlo Esposito and John Hamm are both people I, I really want to see play villains. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great list. Um, Alan Tudyk, I, I don't know exactly what the right role for Alan Tudyk is. Uh, Star Wars, they found a great role for him. They let him voice a droid, a droid and yeah. it worked out great. He did the mocap too for the droid. He did. And so he, you know, he could do something along those lines. But the thing, <laughs> you've got to have this guy that's a little bit neurotic. And so I don't know who that character is that's right for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just such a fun character and his his wit and humor would fit in very, very well with what the MCU has developed as kind of their style of humor. I see him as like, um, like some kind of shield agent, 
you know. Oh yeah. He's like that'd be he'd be great. Yeah. I I, th- I think he's he's some kind of shield agent, some kind of like bookie shield agent. Now let's not forget he can do dark Bookish. and menacing. Yeah. Uh, don't I forget about his a villain. Really interesting Doc Ock. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that could be real interesting. He could make a really interesting Norman Osborn, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because let's not forget, I don't know if you've seen Dollhouse, but he plays the villain in Dollhouse, oh, yeah, and he is... He's alpha. Yeah. Yeah. A dark... Dark, twisted individual. Yeah. So he can do it. Yeah. Have you Also, if you haven't seen Con Man... And you were over 18, you should see it. Um, it's just too funny. Now, I have Emily Blunt. Obviously, I want her to play the Invisible Woman. Mm-hmm. I kind of have Yvonne uh, Strahovski on here for the same role. Like, like, she's like, if I can't have Emily Blunt in that role, like, that's who I want. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be some other role that she could play in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Those are those are the people I have, and I, I, you know, I think all the ones we named, I think, could all be great mm-hmm. in the MCU. I'm, I'm still, I'm still very, I just can't get the picture of Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine <laughs> into my head. <laughs> uh, it's like he'd have to put on like great. fifty pounds of solid muscle, <laughs> and I can't quite envision that. But if he could pull it off. I mean, he he is a good actor. He would not be the first character. He would not be the first actor that you just would have never thought of as an action star that reinvented himself that way. (laughs) I mean, who would have thought that the goofy idiot from Parks and Rec was going to be the biggest action star on the planet? So people always say Nathan Fillion in a different world was Star-Lord. What if Alan Tudyk was Star-Lord? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, now, back a few years ago, Nathan Fillion and uh, Alan Tudyk were supposed to be getting a DC film that I've... just never materialized. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, they're golden together. Like, they've done several things together. You know, they seem to like working together, and they are just so great together. I just said together like seven times. It may have been a little redundant. <laughs> Adam Driver would be a great silver surfer. Mm. That just clicked with me. Yeah. The whole, you ruined my world. Yeah. Yeah. That could be interesting. But anyway, uh, before we run out of time, we did also want to get back into our Mount Rushmore series. Mm-hmm. And this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about action stars. Not action characters or films, but the people who play those characters. And wanted to talk about our Mount Rushmore of action stars. Um, Why don't you start this one? There's an awful lot of names. There are. um, that, That I went through, and it's like every time I think I've got it narrowed down, I'm like, oh, but what about this guy? Um, Spoiler alert. The best ones are all guys. <laughs> I, yeah. I, there are some women that have done some incredible action roles. And I honestly, as much as I love those characters, had a lot of trouble stacking them up against what I would say are my top four here. Mm-hmm. 
not that their movies aren't great, but it's like they don't have that. I think when I think action stars, I think about these people who've had these long careers of playing these awesome characters, mm -hmm. not necessarily that one instance of playing a mm -hmm. badass character. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm just going to, I've got two, I'm really wrestling with which one to put first because I'm scared if I put this one first, the other one might not make the list, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to say that the first face on that mountain has to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, I think so. 100%. I think he's on all of our lists, I'm sure. Yeah. You're talking about a guy, I mean, going, I mean, way back. And he's still making movies. Mm-hmm. And has made some of the biggest action films that have ever been on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And some uh, of the best, like genuinely yeah. great movies. Oh, I mean, Terminator 2 may be the greatest action movie of all time. You certainly mm -hmm. have to put it in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And he's done, and just like you mentioned before, like the people that are going to end up on this list are the people who are, were known for doing lots of different action roles, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger definitely did that. I mean, Predator. Um, you got Predator. You got Terminator. Um I know that he did more, but all of my brain, my brain just went completely blank on the rest of them. <laughs> but right. Well, no, nah, but he's he's done he's done a lot of really really good movies. He's also done some some pretty funny comedies in the midst of doing all that. Jingle all the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it that jingle. <laughs> he's just that guy. Like when you look at him on screen, you go, "Yeah, he's a badass." And. You know, you don't even need his entire resume, I don't think, to put him on this list. But I think the depth of his resume definitely puts him at the top of the list. I think he gets there just because of Terminator. Oh, I think I think Terminator and um, Predator. I mean, those those alone put him in the conversation. David, who do you have first on your list? Well, you already got Arnold, so I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Stallone. Uh, yep, Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone. Um, I mean, he's the one who's right up there with Arnold of which of these two is going to be number one. I think, I think they just get the share of the place. Um, easily one of the most iconic action stars of all time. Um, well, much, you have, much like Terminator puts Arnold in the conversation, just Terminator alone puts him in the conversation. Rambo alone puts Stallone in the conversation. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, as an action movie, and then is probably his next most, or probably you know, probably his most popular franchise, Rocky. Mm -hmm. right. It isn't an action movie. It isn't an action movie franchise, but he's still so iconic as Rocky that I think it almost bleeds over a little bit into this conversation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like he's so iconic as Rocky that it almost bolsters his resume for being in conversation as most iconic action stars. Because he's just one of the most iconic stars of all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not even talking movies like Cliffhanger and Demolition Man. Right. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, yeah. I mean... Um, I think Stallone... Uh, it's, it's no doubt in our minds that he, that he uh, is up here. Like I said, he's not just one of the most iconic action stars of all time. It's the same thing for Arnold. Um these are two of the most iconic actors of all time. Yeah. And I think when you talk, and I, I don't know about y'all, and <clears throat> I mean, 
I kind of wondered how David would approach this being so much younger, but like the heyday of the the action flick, the the big blockbuster action movie was like the the mid to late 80s and the the 90s. It mm-hmm. was all about the action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we still kind of have that, but they've kind of become these different genres now. It's like the you don't have just necessarily the guy that's like, yeah, that guy's just the big action star and that's just what he does. I don't think it, those those two I don't think you can make this list. I don't think there's any argument you can make to leave those two off the list. Now, I do mm-hmm. think beyond those two, I think it begins to get a little more murky. And a bit, yeah, a bit more um, subjective and, and a lot of different arguments can be made. I think this is where our list might split off a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why we will, we'll get Mauritius and then we'll name, we'll throw some names out there and figure out who to put into our poll for the week. All right, so it's got to be Chuck Norris. Like, I mean, who else gets their own line of jokes? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he's just such a, uh, just such a fixture, you know, of of action movies. You know, it's uh, so that yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's my um first contribution is not because I've actually seen that many Chuck Norris movies, but because, you know, he just is like, uh, you can't think, at least I can't think action star without him kind of, uh, showing up in my mental list. Well, I mean, you have all the movies from the eighties, the Firewalker, Delta Force, Invasion USA, the missing in action franchise, Mm -hmm. uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid. And you go all the way back to him starting his career off in the way of the dragon. Yep. Alongside one of the greatest martial artists of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like I said, you know, Chuck Norris is on my list. I was waffling and, I, and I, I've always been a huge Chuck Norris fan. I, and I, it's really figuring out whether to put him in that top four was hard, but it, it's again the resume is hard to argue against. Mm-hmm. Now he's not still doing stuff like Schwarzenegger and Stallone, but he's older than them. Yeah, a good bit older than them. But yeah, that's that's an interesting one. And uh, I, so our first three, we've got Schwarzenegger, we've got Sly, and we've got Chuck Norris. So mm-hmm. beyond that, I don't see any way that we're gonna settle a fourth. So I think we're going to have to go to the list. But before we kind of go to a list, I want to go back to something that Backyard Tardis mentioned a few weeks ago where we could kind of talk about that guy that's somebody that's up and coming, that's not on this mountain right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. But if they continue where they're headed right now, somebody that 10, 20 years from now is on a trajectory to put themselves on this list. Mm. Yeah, I, I planned ahead for that one as well. I figured you'd bring that up. And I have a couple names in contention for that. All right. Who, who do you have? So it's interesting. Um, my first thought was actually Tom Cruise. But then the more I thought about it, I think Tom Cruise has been around and doing this for long enough that I'm going to argue that he gets to be that fourth 
that he's potentially that fourth slot. I, I so mean, we'll get to that in a Tom, minute. Yeah, Tom Cruise was my first choice for the fourth spot. Yeah, for the fourth too. spot. So when it comes to this future one, I'm going to go with The Rock. Ooh, I think that yeah. he is the biggest equivalent to maybe I was thinking maybe Vin Diesel, but I think The Rock overshadows overshadows him at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes to like the biggest modern day uh, equivalent to what Stallone or uh, Chuck Norris or Arnold were, it's it's The Rock, yeah. uh, the guy who kind of plays the same character in every movie, um, every action movie he does. Um, his branding is The Rock. It's not about who he's actually playing in the movie, like his character. It's it's the brand is The Rock. Movies, are, entire movies are marketed around The Rock is in it. He's the biggest movie star in the world right now. Um, he's made some great action movies. He's mm-hmm. super physical in his roles. I mean, of course, coming from the professional wrestling background, he's able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like every year he's making more and more of those action movies in the same way that classic action stars of the eighties were doing that. We, I don't think we've seen too much of anymore except for from the rock. And he's been successful in doing it. That's the thing. A lot right. of actors try to do that. Like you, you have someone like I don't know Gerald Butler, Gerald Butler, Gerard Butler, who like yeah. tried to be that like he's in an action movie every year, like random generic, but it didn't quite work out. But like mm-hmm. he wasn't. I mean, sure he made money, but he isn't like he isn't in talks for this list for a reason. While The Rock, I think, is actually doing it successfully. Yeah. Um, people will go see a movie just because The Rock's in it, and yeah. and that's what people used to do with Arnold. That's what people used to do with Stallone. I'll go see a movie just because Gerard Butler's in it. Well, uh, you and like the three <laughs> other people who can do that, you have a great time. Um, hey, he was great in uh, he was great in Three Hundred. He was great in Three Hundred. He was also great in Phantom of the Opera. I did not see Phantom of the Opera. You did not see Phantom of the Opera. Come on, boy, get with that no, program. I mean, I saw, well, I saw. Hold up, I actually I saw the actual opera. I just didn't see the movie. You you saw you saw the show? Okay. I didn't see it live, but I have seen the show. Okay. Well then yeah. we'll, we'll give you and credit you know, for that. There there's kind of this thing where you've got people like Gerard Butler and you're like, yeah, he's done good action movies, but I, I'll be the first to say it. A lot of these people that are your huge action stars, not all, but a lot of them, I mean Schwarzenegger and Stallone are not they're not going to go pull off these just incredibly deep roles. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to just suddenly decide, you know what? I'm a serious actor. Mm-hmm. I'm doing only dramas now. Mm-hmm. Stallone is a maybe. I think he, maybe, maybe. I think he's shown a lot of signs of that before, but I still see what you're saying. But Schwarzenegger, no. But uh, someone yeah. like Gerard Butler, who had just way more range, those kind of people rarely stick to the action genre. Because mm-hmm. they can pull um, other things off. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Stallone couldn't because I do think Stallone's more likely than Schwarzenegger. Um, even though Schwarzenegger pulled off some fun kind of non-action roles, it, it's still, it, it's who he is. Um, 
Well, but, some some action stars they they manage to pull off non action roles sur- solely on the laurels of, you know. This is me, an action star, doing a not like a uh, Bruce Willis did the kid, right. you know, in like two thousand. It was like because he's Bruce Willis, and you know, yeah. so it's like oh, ha ha, it's funny. He's doing not mm-hmm. an act, you know. Yeah. So, uh, a name I want to throw out there. This guy is not nearly as far along in his career as the ones you named as up and coming, uh, but a guy that if he continues doing what he's doing will one day be in this conversation and is kind of becoming that go-to action guy is Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you Thank haven't you. seen Extraction on Netflix, it is fantastic. I haven't seen it because I thought there was just hype around it because Chris it's, Hemsworth in it, but if you're telling me it's, it's an, fantastic... It is an old-school throwback kind of action flick. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's like an it's like something that if it had been made in the eighties, that Chuck Norris would have been the lead. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, Marisha, who do you have kind of on that list? I know we didn't talk about it before. Okay, but um, for like up and coming, like maybe, I mean, I think that there's there is definitely a chance that uh. I said his name a minute ago. It's going Chris. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt could be that person uh, at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. He's a Star-Lord, Jurassic Park. Um, mm-hmm. He's done a couple of Westerns and been really good in those. Excellent. Um, and, Magnificent uh, Seven. Yes. And there was another one, but I can't think of the name. Oh, that's who else I need to see in Star Wars. Denzel Washington. Uh, I'm all for seeing Denzel Washington and in Marvel Arsenal. All of the things. Yeah. We want Denzel and all the things. I agree. I, I still think we we actually discussed this a few weeks ago that uh, Denzel Washington could make a, an interesting pro, uh, Professor Xavier. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I want to see him play Blue Marvel, uh, which I don't know if you've ever heard of Blue Marvel, but it's um he he's like he has the powers of Superman. Uh, but with the character of uh, a, a black man who was like in the eighties and had to deal with, um, you know, oppression and racism, you know, he, he's, he's Superman who has to deal with uh, real world problems. Okay. Uh, he, he's a really interesting character. All right. So anyway. let's, let's throw these names out there. Like who is going to take this fourth spot on the mountain? And, and I think that we should go to the, the poll Mm-hmm. on it but we need four names to go to a poll four names for a poll all right i'm willing to throw one <laughs> and, and I, david and i both already said I, tom cruise has to be on this list yeah tom cruise um, was definitely on you're my... you're talking about a guy who has not only done so many of the best action movies ever made he's still doing his own stunts <laughs> 60 years yeah. old uh there's only two people that are really in the category of doing what he does. And I'm going to throw them both out there for contention for this spot. And that's uh, Tom Cruise and Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely thought about uh, a Jackie Chan, but um, I'll go ahead and say that I actually on my list list, I had 
uh, Bruce Lee. Marisha does I know, as well, yeah. I think. Marisha does. Huh? Yeah. Marisha does, too. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, but as, like, your fourth, as like, that was, that was, is that what you were going to throw out for your four, for the fourth slot? I mean, he was, I had, I had four names and he was one of my four on, uh, okay. on my list. Yeah. Um, well, because, I mean, the thing is, like, he didn't make all the movies like, like Jackie Chan. And mm-hmm. I won't even say that the, I mean. Granted, as he was becoming the most popular thing on the planet, he, he died. Right. Um, but he is just such a icon. Legend. There's no yeah. there's no action store star more iconic than Bruce Lee. Certainly no I martial artist. Maybe, maybe the reason that he when I make the list and I wouldn't complain about this argument is that he made, you know, martial arts movies, which in itself is its own genre. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I could see I could see that being an argument of well, there's 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 the typical action movie, which is sort of like Rambo and Predator and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then there's martial arts movies are on in an entire league of their own. Yeah. Um, so I could see that being the argument for leaving him off, and I think that's why he's not instantly on the on on the list. Um, but I think unless a better name is brought up, I think it's fair to at least put him on the poll. Mm-hmm. And think- put then with, with the argument that. You know, maybe he just doesn't belong because martial arts movies are a league of their own. Right. And that's kind of uh, an interesting conversation. It's like defining the genre. Yeah. And then because, what about Chuck Norris? I mean. But Chuck Norris did a lot of movies that while he uses martial arts in them are not martial, martial arts, arts films. Yeah. Um, Marvel movies are action movies. Right. You know. Because uh, it was kind of the thing of one of the names that kind of came up for me was Clint Eastwood. Me too. And it's like Clint Eastwood is amazing. He's a great action star. But like most of his resume is Westerns. And it's like I don't it's necessarily think about Westerns as they, they are action movies, but they're not exactly what I'm thinking of when I think of action movies. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is they're complete. They're their own genre. Um, right, subgenre at that point. If we're talking, you know, Mount Rushmore of of Western stars, then of course he's on it. You know, which we should do at some point. That would be fun. Give me an excuse to go back and watch some John Wayne. Um, <laughs> so we need we need at least one more, and probably two more for this list. And I'm just going to kind of throw out a few names that I've got here. I'll let y'all do the same. Uh, some other names that I've got here, well, really, I, I think I've pretty much thrown out most of my names. The other two that I've got here are Keanu Reeves and Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Willis, I think, is a definite, needs to be on the poll. You know, die hard, and he's been doing it for a long time. And Keanu Reeves, interesting, this is interesting to say, because he is so late into his career now, but Keanu Reeves is almost like he could almost fit that that category of the next thing. quote unquote up and coming mm-hmm. the next yeah because yeah he did the matrix in the 90s but really well he also did the speed his, movies the what speed oh speed but 
I mean, I don't know nothing about Point Break. Oh, he did Point Break. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But his icon status as, like, an actor... Well, it was already icon because of Matrix. But, like, to me, it's John Wick is what would put him really in the conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair enough. His resume of films just looks a lot different than would your typical uh-huh. action star. But like I said, he's got he, three Bill and Ted movies. He did uh, <laughs> Point Break. I'm just kind of trying to walk through here, and he did The Matrix. Wow, he's been in a lot of stuff. He is one. He is like consistently gotten. He's one that I really feel like studies his craft because he has gotten noticeably better every decade he has acted. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't say that about some people. Some people. Hey, we're like, getting. I forgot. We're getting another Constantine movie. Yeah. Oh. With Keanu, that's cool. That is cool. So yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys. He certainly has the action roles in his resume, but. Maybe not enough to put him in this. Like I said, you know, the the big ones being the big one being The Matrix, which is one of the biggest action movies mm-hmm. ever made. Mm-hmm. The Speed franchise was really popular, as was uh and Point Break has been an incredibly popular movie forever. Um so but yeah, his resume is not near as deep as a Bruce Willis. Now, the one thing I'll say about Bruce Willis is that while he's in one of the biggest action movies out there. He's also guilty of phoning it in in an awful lot of movies. Yeah, that's true. Showing up and scowling. Yeah, I mean, showing up, scowl, and walk on with a paycheck. You know, yeah. it's. Um, but he has been in some big ones. So that gets us to three, I think. So what were some other names y'all had? Um, Harrison Ford is on my list. Harrison Ford and I had uh, Kurt Russell as yeah. a big maybe. Yeah, I, that's, I don't think Kurt Russell's a maybe. I, I think Kurt Russell definitely is should be high up your list. Now whether I mean, he, yeah, he was on it, yeah. I just didn't. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know quite. I mean, you know, my perception of it all is very, very different, right? Um, from y'all, so I didn't really know how to feel about that one. But, I mean, I love Kurt Russell, and of course he was, you know, thrown up on my list, so. Marisha, do you have any other names? Mm-mm. Nope. We did put Tom Cruise on the poll, right? Tom Cruise is on the poll. Okay. Tom Cruise so what's is on the, the poll. poll look like? Right now, the poll would be Tom Cruise, Bruce Lee, and Bruce Willis. Right. So Hopefully the Bruces pull. don't split the vote. <laughs> so who needs to fit that fourth slot? We've thrown out Kurt Russell. We've thrown out uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. And uh, there was one other. Chuck Norris? No, you put Chuck oh, Norris right, on the mountain. Oh, um, no, oh, Bruce Lee, yeah. Chuck Lee, Harrison Ford. What's the other one we, we threw out there? Yeah. So I think we're down to deciding between Harrison Ford and Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That's interesting. Um, and they, I, I'm going to let y'all two battle that out because I don't. Have, I, my perception is so skewed. 
I don't have an opinion on Kurt Russell. I. Um. Um. Okay, so with Kurt Russell, you're talking another long career, mm-hmm. going all the way back to was in Gunsmoke. Oh wow! He's done Escape from L.A., Escape from New York, uh, Roadhouse, Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. I'm trying to think of some others. Backdraft. Oh, he was in Tombstone. He was Wyatt Earp in Tombstone. Right. Uh, of course, he was in Stargate. You know, he's he's been that guy. You know, he's done a lot of stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. you can say the same thing about Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Although his resume as an action star, like, as far as... I don't know. Again, it kind of depends on how you're defining... Yeah. The genre. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is a different kind of action star. Yeah. Harrison Ford is more your old school um, throwback to 1940s and 50s cinema type of action star. Right. Um, Jack Ryan and Air Force One. and Right. He's not a brawler. Right. Well, except a little bit in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, but I mean, in, in, even Indiana Jones would rather whip out the pistol and shoot a guy. Than, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> than fight the choreographed scene with a flu. So, I don't know. That's a really, really hard choice. So we've got Tom Cruise, Bruce Lee, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, and Kurt Russell. Can we do five? You know, I could. I, I could, think I you can only okay do to... four on the on a poll on Twitter. Okay. I'd be okay taking off Bruce Lee only because of our conversation about how, how about how martial art mo- movies are, compl- are are pretty much a genre of their own. Yeah. Um, well, y'all would y'all would kind of have to make that call because y'all both had him on your list. I left him off kind of for that very reason. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of what I'm leaning towards now that we've talked about it. But I'm kind of it's kind of the thing where with there's two people that have someone on their list like that, then I the I don't think the person that was, didn't have them on their list should be the one to remove them. That's fine. But we now can... that we've talked it out, mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards that personally. That's fine. Okay. All right. So the poll will be Tom Cruise, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford, and Kurt Russell. I like it. At some point, I think we should have, like, most influential movie stars ever conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not necessarily, like, for, you know, it's kind of a different conversation than this, you know, just Mm -hmm. people who change the the game. And and I'll just say, if I was making this list, if if this was my list... Of people I like the best? Of, if I was making the Mount Rushmore of action films... And it was just me making it. Mm-hmm. It's Schwarzenegger. It's Sly. It's Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, a, I mean, that's a fair list. That's a good list. And it's almost the list we ended up with. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it's an interesting conversation for sure. All right. Well, I think we're uh, ready to wrap it up for the night. Anybody have anything before we wrap up? 
No, uh, uh, I think it's been a pretty good conversation. I'm very happy with oh, the list we came up with. It, it went the direction I was kind of thinking of, and I'm really excited to see the poll. Cool. Um, predictions for the poll, anybody? I think Tom Cruise is going to sweep it. Tom, I think Tom so. Cruise. Yeah. yeah. If I had to guess, that would be my guess. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Science Fictionary. hope you enjoyed the episode. Definitely go find our poll if it's still up when you listen to this. And uh, chime in on who is the who who is who should be that fourth face on the Mount Rushmore of action stars. Um, until next time, Marisha, where can people find you online? You can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com. I am on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans, and I am P Padawans on Twitter. And David, check me out on Twitter at david underscore jg peoples. And on my YouTube channel, Creative D&D. All right. And I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at Sci underscore Fictionary. You can check us out at thesciencefictionary.com. You can actually find this podcast and Coruscant Radio Underground both there on the sciencefictionary.com page. You can also check us out with the rest of our Red 5 podcast family at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. And until next time. I'll be back. <laughs>